whenever you approach anything new, approach it, you know, with three things. Humility, curiosity, and ultimately respect. Have you ever felt a stirring in your heart that you were called to do something greater than you are doing now? Or respond to a burning desire in your heart? Or maybe make a difference in a particular area or someone's life? Or is there a restlessness that stirs in your soul? Well, I'd like to welcome you to When the Moment Chooses You podcast. I am your host, Charlene Johnson, also known as Coach Charlene. This podcast will engage in compassionate, courageous conversations because I believe in your personal development, creating and inspiring destiny moments because every heartbeat truly matters. You will hear stories of change agents and trailblazers that dare to dream and not accept the status quo. Through hearing these stories, I truly believe that it will reignite the flame of passion and move you from just talking and thinking about it to actually being about it. We are all on our journeys of self-discovery. So be empowered as we inspire you to tap into the highest expression of yourself. Let's join the podcast. Okay, welcome to When the Moment Chooses You. I am your host, Coach Charlene, and I'm excited today, extremely honored today to have someone that I really admire and look up to, and his name is Rain. So Rain, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having me, Coach Charlene. (laughs) (laughs) So we're going to have fun. I got to tell you how I met Rain, first of all, though. But I was um, finishing up my my master's of science in nursing, and he was one of the professors. And I mean, he was like rocking it. He was like he had I mean, the class was already scary, but he made learning fun. And I think I, I and just your presence. Rain was amazing. It re- it was something that we needed during the crisis that we were facing. And so we really appreciate you. So that's why I reached out. And then everybody knows Rain because he is a game changer, a trailblazer, but he's extremely humble. So Rain, I want you to tell us a little bit about yourself. I'm not going to read his bio because it's massive. I'm going to put it in the description, but I just want Rain to tell us who he is and what his journey has been. Charlene, thank you so much. First of all, I'm so blessed to be here. Anytime I get to reconnect with you, my friend, you are my hero. I mean, talk about, you know, resilience and the people that we need during these, you know, challenging times, your spirit, your soul, everything you do to contribute, not just as a nurse or a leader, but as a human being and giving, paying it forward, you know, has affected so many people more than you know, my friend, more than you know. And then thank you. When Charlene says, uh, you know, I, I know people, that's what happens when you're old, you know, it's like you just, <laughs> you just, you just keep going circle at the block and everyone's like, oh, you again. <laughs> See, there's that sense of humor. Amazing. That's <laughs> true. You know, it's true. Now, um, and so, but, you know, as a, as a nurse and as a nurse leader, my, my journey has been so unconventional. Um, Charlene and my friends since you know started out in the uh, actually I'll, I'll go even way back as a new grad in in the nursing profession you know I happened to be late uh, for my final my senior year uh, where we had to select our final clinicals 
And so, to, you know, in typical fashion, I show up late uh, to that day and uh, get scolded for, for being late again. Um, and, you know, what was left, what specialty was left to choose from was the emergency department, which was a blessing in disguise because that's how my mind sort of works. You know, I, I've always, you know, as the oldest of five boys, you know, I've always, you know, either uh, rescued, Heimlich, uh, you know, gotten my <laughs> brothers out of some sort of trouble, you know, and t- taking care of them, you know, as a surrogate parent, you know, and my dad and my mom were working. And so it's just one of those things where the emergency department just fit, you know, and I think that that was uh, a sign, that was a calling, you know, for me. And, and yes. really, you know, coming into it and then 12 years later, you know, just learning that there's no such thing as a bad day when you're around people who are experiencing a really, really, truly bad day. And so the challenge, you know, for me became, how do you turn those bad days and those challenges and bring the humanity and the caring back in those situations? And, you know, putting away things like your biases and the things that you, you know, uh, see on TV, you know, and just erasing a lot of those things to see the human and the person in front of you. And so I think that that truly, you know, started to define my my identity as a nurse you know clinically you know probably wasn't the best but you know enough to you know stay safe and and follow our procedures and and the things we needed to do but I think for me my heart in nursing and, and my passion in nursing was really getting to know people caring about people respecting people learning their stories and reminding them that this is a bad day this doesn't define you let's see how we can make you better and with the anguish that we're seeing with uh, mental and behavioral health nowadays charlene as you know man we need people that care about people you know yes we are there for the right reasons because otherwise you know why are we in a caregiving profession if we're not there to you know to care (laughs) no that's so true rain and um i think that's why i um you know just hearing about all of the different stories over the last two and a half years has been really something else and so when i decided to do a series on from september and october i actually extended it to october because the stories were so powerful is um, nursing the profession in crisis for the love of the profession because uh, many of us love the profession and but we're in crisis. I know a lot of people that are still in crisis. I've been able to shift because of resilience, because of self-love uh, and management of myself and the ability to care beyond where hum- a human being is has been awesome and my superpower. But there's some people that really are struggling in that area, um, right? So what what would you say to those people that are kind of still in that place that they're stuck, almost stuck in 2020 and 2021 and the pandem- double pandemic in addition to our own personal pandemic? What would you say to those nurses in particular or healthcare workers? No, it's a, it's a wonderful question, Charlene. And I tell you, I was, I, one of the things I... I've learned to do through the last couple of years is to try to keep things as simple as possible. Because, you know, before the pandemic, life was already complex, right? And yes. So the challenge was how to keep things simple, you know, where you feel like at the end of the day that, you know, I did my best, you know, yeah. I will 
I love the people I loved and I told them that and I was with the people I wanted to be with and, you know, just surrounding yourself with as much positivity as possible and reminding each other that things will be okay, you know. So I think that was a big part of it. Of it. But, you know, I started listen, uh, listening also since we have access to the Calm app. You know, every day I've been listening to Jay Shetty and his uh, seven minutes of meditation. And, yes. and the things that, you know, really struck me was an analogy he used recently was of quicksand. You know, challenges and hardships in life are like quicksand. You know, there's two ways to go. We can either keep fighting it and keep sinking deeper and deeper into depression, into struggle, into, you know, a lot of those uh, things, the negative aspects of stress and, and anxiety or depression. Or you can embrace where you're at and really try to figure out that the more you relax, you know, that you'll find a way out, you know, in a way that, you know, you didn't realize you could before. And so when, when he talked about really embracing the situation and the challenges, you know, we talk about this new norm, you know, whatever the new normal uh, is. I mean, you know, between, as you, you uh, alluded to, the great resignations, people questioning, you know, whether they love this career so much that, you know, it's burning them out. Or they're, they're beyond burnout and well, well can I come back you know from this you know and you know we've read and seen we're caring can burn people out when you care too much you know right so, and so I think a lot of things that you know you have to do is not only just keep things simple but as we were talking about before the the podcast is getting yourself where you re-examine uh, what passions might you have or things that, gosh, you know, I want, I've always wanted to try. You know, uh, another uh, philosophy that, you know, I'm trying to really live every day is pretend like today is your last day. Which, oh, my gosh. I mean, which realistically for any of us, it could be. Right? Yes. But if you approach life and, and work and school or whatever with that mentality, was what if today was literally my last day? What things aren't you willing to risk at that point? You know, and, and you know, it's like, oh, so I'm you know, trying to call as many people. It's like, I love you. I care yes. about how are you doing? You know, um, you know, so those problems that we used to stress out over the, those those things that seem you know so overwhelming in the context of wow, if, well today's my last day, uh, are they really problems? You know, it's like is, yeah. is as much money as possible really my goal? Is is you know fame really my goal? No, it's actually to be with people I love and exactly. And, you know what I mean? And it's like what is I your, know it's. I know exactly what you mean. And uh, that's so powerful. I used to um, teach this youth leadership program. And one of their little mantras is I will live this day as if it were my last. I will live this day as if it were my last. So I do look at that, too, because no one really knows what tomorrow holds. And I don't want to live this life or if this was my last day, would I want to be in unforgiveness? That's right. Would I want to be like sad and negative? No, I wouldn't. And so that kind of makes you play full out rain. Sure. So I love that. I love that. That's, That's absolutely awesome. Thank you. And then when you look at your career, you know, in our roles as nurses, as nurse leaders, you know, in the big, in the grand scheme of things, it's one of the hats or the roles that we wear. And so I think for me in trying to keep things simple through this pandemic and through this hard time, it almost was, for lack of a better analogy, it almost became like a video game, uh, Charlene. It's almost like, you know, 
how long can I go, you know, be, before I do something else to distract myself or, you know, just get yourself out of a negative mindset, you know, and, and almost like being more aware of your emotions and your thoughts and then trying to, you know, distract yourself or try something out or, or remove yourself from those types of situations. Because what I found was that, you know, like with TV, you know, I, I gave up. TV, just because I it got so depressing. Yes. Um, watching things and what was happening out there that I didn't have control over, you know? Right. It's like you, you're sitting there, and, you know, and it's just absorbing all that news. So what did I replace it with? Again, you know, who haven't I talked to in a long time? You know, um, you know, I started journaling. You know, just, again, simple things that you, you think that, oh, it takes time, but I'd rather do that than sit in front of the news and listen to a lot of the, you know, negativity and a lot of the crisis that's happening. You know, yeah. I want to close my eyes to it, but... At a certain point, again, you know, it's like, what, what can I do? You know, I, I have no control yeah. over a lot of these things. And so- well, and that's such a great point because, um, you know, we have to be careful what goes into our eyes and our ears. Because I actually, I never really watch the news, would be honest, because I just try to stay away from the negativity. Right. But uh, the other, uh, about a month ago or so, I watched it briefly. Just briefly, Rain, and I'm telling you, and it was unfortunately um, that incident that happened in the um, in the grocery store with the African Americans all dying oh. from that shooter. Oh. I went to the store that night, Rain, because I saw that, and I was so paranoid, like literally paranoid. And I was like, "See, Charlene, you know you shouldn't have been watching that." Mm-hmm. So it's about guarding. Um I love what you said because if we don't guard what comes into us, then the fear can be there and then you'll start having these thoughts that you don't need and it will destroy it, it will disrupt disrupt okay. your positivity that you're trying to maintain as you go through the crisis. That's right. So So yeah, that was awesome. It's like our diet. You know, we talk a lot about the foods that we, we, uh, you know, take in and how that affects us, whether it's too much sugar, too much salt. It's it's the same thing with, you know, social media and a lot of the information you bring in. It affects us, you know, in ways that, you know, affects our psyche or our mentality or, you know, our dreams or lack of sleep, you know, which is, as we know, really important. And so it's just really being... um, honoring our time and the, the and values, you know, in terms of what do we want to surround ourselves with and fill ourselves with, you know, yeah. and, and being conscious of that, my friend. So, yeah. Well, you said something that was really interesting. I want to kind of go back to, you said that you kind of make every day, um, not a bad day. Cause if you look at us a bad day, it's going to be a bad day, but I like how you said, I can't remember your exact words, but it's almost like you, you shifted your perspective mm-hmm. in the day and turned it into, okay, it's going to be something great that happens today. So can you just unpack that just a little bit more? Sure. You know, and I think one of the things I, I and people call me crazy for this, but I love doing is commuting. I, I love driving, you know, and then, you know, when I lived in California, you know, the, 
between the traffic and now the road rage, the levels of road, it's crazy out there, you know? And yeah. it's one of those things where, again, you know, you're sitting in traffic and there's only certain things you can control at that point. And, you know, that, that it could be either really bad day or, you know, as I listen, again, you know, listen to audiobooks or meditations, you know, to try to calm myself down. It's probably one of the only times no one can bother you because you're in your car. <laughs> Make it yours, you know, and and enjoy that time. And then, you know, just seeing the, the, you know, around you and just realizing that the people driving next to you, in front of you, behind you, they have their journeys, their life. What are they going through that, you know, they have to, you know, rush or, or whatever versus feeling like it's, you know, something against me or, you know, because often, you know, the way we perceive and see things affects, again, the way we feel, you know, the way we react, the way we behave. Yes. So it's one of those things where, um, you know, along with, just trying to change things into a positive, it's assuming good intent, you know, and hoping that no one you meet, you know, comes, you know, wakes up in the morning, it's like, how am I going to ruin rain's day, you know, or how am I going to make this? A, no, it's it's just things happen. And it's one of those things where, you know, we just have to pause and realize that, you know, life, life continues to, to happen to people and it's going to affect them just like it affects us. And so yes. you know, being able to understand and pause and understand before reacting or, or say, yes. you know, save his draft. You know? <laughs> yes, exactly. So, um, Rain, you said that you that was when you were in California. Where are you now? Tell us a little bit about where you are now. I am in, you know, one of the changes, you know, not not so small and not so simple I made during the pandemic was moving to the beautiful state of Hawaii, my friend. Ooh. Oh, yeah. <laughs> There's all these things where, you know, you visit a place enough and you, you always think, oh, one of these days I'd love to live there. Maybe when I retire. But then again, the pandemic showed me, it's like, hmm, I might not have tomorrow, you know, and if there's no real perfect time to do anything, and if you're going to do something, you know, I mean, of course, you got to line it up with your life, finances, etc. But if you can try it out, why not? It's an adventure. The kids were young enough, you know, my wife, my boss, you know, it's all fun. <laughs> so I didn't even take advantage. It's like <laughs> we're doing it. And gosh, you know, it's been over a little over a year. It's been a year and a couple months, Charlene, and it's been such a blessing because again, it's a reminder that you don't need a lot of stuff. You know, Mother Nature is out there. You know, I don't have to be stuck in front of a tablet, a TV, or devices. I can take a walk in nature and just you know be thankful and appreciative and meditate and. You know, do things, and it doesn't cost a thing. You know, it's just right there, and just that's awesome. It's life change, I think, more than anything, my friend. Yeah, are you seeing um, a lot of the same challenges that you saw in California, there in Hawaii? I think so. You know, I think from when people talk about island fever, where you feel like you're stuck, you know, because you don't have a lot of choices, whether it's you know, things like employment or, you know, products like groceries, the basic things, the things we take for granted. There's no Trader Joe's or Ikea here. Yeah. <laughs> There's not a lot of, of course, the cost of living, you know, and, you know, similar to California, the, the homeless rate, uh, mental health is a huge issue here as well, you know, and then a lot of a lack of resources for our most vulnerable populations, a lot of healthcare disparities, uh, inequity when it comes to resources, you know, here you really see the wealthy and then the, the 
you know, impoverished, there's not a lot of middle class anymore. And so people are driven out of, of the islands economically. And so, you know, the, the tourist videos and the, the things we see on TV about Hawaii where everyone's surfing and having a Mai Tai, not at all. You know, we're, we're working, we're paying bills, we're, you know, trying to live life as best as we can. But it's this aloha spirit where people, I think, have a respect for the past, they have a respect for culture. Uh, there's a lot of multi-generational families, so there's uh, respect for your elders, you know, and so mm-hmm. a lot of values, I think, that match matches our values or my values that I'd love, you know, my kids to be exposed to and know yes. that it's still normal to be polite and have manners and respect your elders and, you know, and know your culture and your history and, you know, and it's it's a beautiful thing. And again, all you know simple stuff you just got to take the time to do it so yeah yeah. that's great so on your journey rain can you tell us any barriers that you faced Ooh, yeah. Well, I think, you know, growing up, I, I was born and raised in the Philippines, Charlene, and so we moved to the United States in 1984. And so my dad worked two jobs for 30 years, you know, and so my mom practically raised five boys, you know, by herself. So my, my father could work. So I think, you know, early on, you know, we, we definitely, you know, we're not a family of wealth. So a lot of barriers in terms of just access to resources, access to financial resources. And so it was a lot of struggles, healthcare resources. So it was a lot of struggles growing up where, you know, you realize how much your parents hid from you when you grow up and are now responsible for those things. It's like, wow, you know, if I only knew the sacrifice, the level of sacrifice parents are, you know, due for us. And I think being a parent now, you, you see that. So I think, you know, between those barriers, and I think, you know, in terms of just my own self barriers, as far as, you know, uh, one of my biggest problems, Charlene, is imposter syndrome. You know, mm. never, you know, you talk about humility, but for me, there's a dark side to it where you, you feel like you don't deserve, you know, things, you know, you don't. And I don't know if that comes from not having anything growing up anyway, but yeah. You know, things are too good to be true. There's, there's no way this could be for me or this, this. you know, there's no way I could ever do that job or that have that position or, or have that thing or whatever that is, you know, because you never feel like you deserve it, you know. So it's, it's a kind of imposter syndrome that, again, when you come from nothing, you know, you really don't mean anything either. So, you know, for me, yeah. people ask, it's like, well, why don't you go for that job or that job? But for me, I, I've never been one for titles. You know, for me, it's been all about who I work with, what the work's about, and who am I helping? You know, because ultimately, at the end of the day, no matter what job I'm in, I'm a nurse, you know, through and through. You know, I'm yes. care of, you know, people to take care of our communities, to take care of each other. And as long as the job still has that within it or it has influence over improving those things, Char, it's like, you know, I'm, I'm in. I don't really care what the title is. Yeah, exactly. You know, you said something really powerful about the imposter syndrome because I struggled with that too. And I went through this women in leadership program and it was so transformational for me because uh, I think because the culture that I came from, it was not looked at as being positive. You talking about yourself, 
Uh, you you don't want to be prideful. You know, when you say something good about yourself, that's not that's not cool. You're being too prideful. And um, but what I noticed in that is I silenced myself for so many years that even though I had superpowers and all these wonderful things, I would not voice it. And so when I went through this women in leadership program, oh my God, I got my power back, right? <laughs> and I, I was able to actually declare what I was good at and know my value, know my worth and be okay with speaking it out and shouting it from the rooftop. Finally, it took me a long time to get there. But it's such a liberating feeling to know that, you know, I, I, I do have value because that again, you know, because we, we're always working, trying to prove ourselves and try to prove that, oh, I can do this. But I can rest in the fact that, you know what, Charlene, you love to inspire people. That's one of the things that I was born to do. It's really easy for me to say that right now, but it wasn't for so long. But I love that I can just throw it out there and actually know that this is what I'm good at. And nobody can tell me anything about that, right? right. <laughs> That's pretty well, And it goes back to, you know, what makes you happy. And, and that yeah. day, if this was your last day on earth, you know, it's all about what legacy you want to leave behind, you know? And at the end of the day, all we have is our reputation and our integrity. Exactly. And so, yeah. you know, I, you know, I, I agree with you. It's like, you know, pay it forward, you know, and if you, your superpower is inspiring people, caring for people, helping people and, and the best, you know, as leaders, I think our, our role, and I see this a lot is to create more leaders, you know, yes. it's not, it's not to reach the pinnacle of anything. It's to make sure that it's, we sustain that there, there's a next generation because believe it or not, there's always someone watching you. There's always, you absolutely. Know, up to you no matter what and you know they watch the things you say they they listen to you they they watch you know they're asking like how did you get there or what are again you know similar to the, our podcast today what were those barriers and how how did you overcome that and if you're not willing to share those things then you know i don't know where that comes from because again just like being a parent you want the best you know you want your your kids to have you know better, yes. you know experience or more things than, than you ever did and so Similarly, with our roles as leaders and as nurses, it's like it's the same feeling, I think, for our patients, for our communities, for the next you know, generation of nurses. And yes, leaders. it's inspiring, yes. you know. Yeah, it is. And I think that's why I mean, that's why, like, literally, right now, I was inspired by you because, OK, we're all going through like craziness. And here's this teacher. He's like smiling. <laughs> he's like having a good time. And just, to, I mean, it, it was, it was just amazing. I just hadn't experienced that before. I mean, we still talk about you <laughs> because you were so amazing and just you helped lift the mood of what needed to be done. Still the expectations were there, but um, you, you helped us to stay in this place of, I think it almost kind of helped us to be more resilient because watching you, I know you had to be dealing with tons of stuff, but we couldn't tell. We couldn't tell from your presence, from the laughter and the laughter created laughter for us. So it's just beautiful. So your brand, what you're talking about is so critical. And I think that's why, um, you know, if this was my last day, on this earth, I want to be remembered for inspiring people, for loving people, for forgiving fast, for, you know, doing the different things that really um, get to the heart. So, so yeah, thank you so much for that. I have a question for you though. 
Um, I usually ask my guests, no, before I ask that question, have you noticed any different um, practices or anything in Hawaii versus California that you can share that can help us to kind of resolve and be better human beings? Because I know they have a wonderful language and I heard you talk about the culture. Mm-hmm. Um, anything in particular? Uh, you know, honestly, because there, Hawaii is such a history, both good and bad, you know, in terms of just, you know, how they became a state and a lot of the conquests, the wars, the, you know, a lot of the things. You know, I'm still learning, to be honest, myself. But, you know, talk about diversity. It's such a melting pot, you know, here, Charlene, between the, the various cultures and their journeys to get here, you know, on the islands and, you know, whether that's working out in the sugar cane or the pineapple, you know, plantations or building, you know, the infrastructure or, you know, having to row across the oceans. And, you know, I mean, it's just there's so much in terms of the history and the story and how that plays into just the hardworking but yet caring and passionate people that show you that, you know, and, and you see this everywhere. It's like they don't care how much money anyone has or what their title is or whatever. All they care about is that you care about Hawaii and the people and your family. Um, you know, above anything else, if you need to take care of family or something with family, no questions asked. Do what you need to do. You know, and that's, that's awesome. You know, through and through. And again, you know, the values come out, you know, that, that are huge. And, and not to say that it's not like that in California, because certainly we have, we have that in California, but I think, you know, the unique uh, culture and history of, of Hawaii and the, the way they see family and treat family and their ancestors. And, you know, again, it's, you know, a lot of multi-generational households. So a lot of the stories, a lot of the traditions get, get passed forward. They like to do what's called talk story. You know, they like to tell about their, their ancestors or their relatives and how things came to be the way they were. Wow. And I think that's that's such a beautiful thing because it grounds you and yes. shows you that mm, this this has been a problem or an issue for a long time. Or now I understand more about myself. You know, yes. why this might bother me or why I'm so passionate about something. And so, again, but, you know, for me, it's ha- taking the time to listen to those stories, um, reflect on those, and then look at yourself. And it's like, hmm, what, what's my story? Or what's, what's the version of that? And, and it makes me ask questions. Yes. Know? So, and then next thing you know, it's the next day, you know, and that's an, another adventure. And so it's, it's <laughs> so we, we say it all the time, life is just so short. Here we are in October. Oh, I told you earlier, I still remember saying Happy New Year. And I so know. You're going to do the rest of the 2022, right? And so it's, it's pretty crazy. So I think a lot of the things here are really the, the love of family, the love of culture, the love of history and learning about your history. And That's then wonderful. Applying that to life as it is today and not losing that. Uh, in terms of your values and the things you stand for. Uh, That's wonderful. Love. So and I think that, that defines a lot of what we call the aloha spirit, you know, here. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, that's wonderful. And I'm so glad you're there. And I usually ask my guests the last question is, do you have um, Rain's three top three things that you can encourage people with? I'm not even going to structure it, but what's Rain's top three 
things that you can encourage someone with. You got it. You got it, my friend. And this, this I learned from a mentor, you know, many, many years ago that I carry with me, you know, in any new adventure, I think. And, and uh, she said, Rain, whenever you approach a new job, adventure, experience, or whatever, always remember three, three things. And so I'm glad you said three, not four. You <laughs> <laughs> know, we got three. <laughs> okay, we'll get, I see I'm right in alignment, Rain. <laughs> so she said, Rain, whenever you approach anything new, approach it, you know, with three things. Humility, curiosity, and ultimately respect. Because, you know, you know, we talk about humility and that, you know, we don't know everything, you know, we don't know everyone's stories or, or what, why the things are the way they are, you know, for them. And, and so be, be humble enough to listen and to understand. And I think that's where the curiosity comes in, you know, ask more questions, you know, be curious and, and genuinely curious, you know, not just because, oh, what's in it for me, but we're really right. curious about what you know so i can understand you know the situation or, or why we are the way we are or where we are and then respect and to respect that and knowing that you know again we're a speck of dust in this whole you know universe and so yeah. respecting the fact that everyone has a story everyone has a journey and that we're here on this earth you know and blessed to wake up every day to not only learn about those things but hopefully to contribute, you know, positivity and love and, uh, you know, caring to one another. And I think that's why nursing is such a, was a calling for me, uh, Charlene, because it was a, um, a job, it was a, a calling, uh, you know, that, that that's what you have to do to be good at it. You know, yes. you, you care for people a lot in order to be a, a really good nurse. And it's like, for me, that that's awesome you know as as easy as that sounds it's not easy when you you're dealing with you know a lot of people communities differences you know so you have to check your biases and do a lot of reflection and it teaches you about yourself as well and so 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 blessed you know every day yes that's wonderful but you you know what you're you just hit it right on the head that caring and so rain okay one more question what would you say to people that literally have lost the caring mm -hmm. that they once had? I mean, I know we're not experts or anything, but just from your heart, what would you say to those people that, you know, the caring has left them temporarily, hopefully? Yeah. Yeah. Well, I, I think, again, in, in the approaching that situation or that question with curiosity, humility and respect, it's, it's one of those things where, you know, I, for me, I would first say, I care about you, you know, and, and don't forget that just because you feel like you've lost the caring. I haven't lost the caring for you as a person, as an individual, as a friend, you know, whatever. So just know that off the bat. And so, you know, this conversation moving forward will be with care and love and, you know, from, from the heart. And I think when people feel like they've lost the caring, you know, when we talk about keeping it simple and going back to basics, you have to reflect and it's like, well, does that include also caring for yourself? 
you know, because if you, it's, it's that whole, you know, you got to put your oxygen mask on before you can help other people, right? Yes. It's, it's like, what, how deep has this loss, you know, gone? Because if you can't start with building up or regaining care for yourself, whether it's physical, mental, spiritual, emotional, there's no way you're going to care for other people, you know? So, right. You know, so for me, I think my approach, uh, Charlene, to be honest, is making sure that they rebuild or rekindle that care for self. Because as you, you know, find that and rekindle that, you know, because when you talk about burnout, you know, you see people who, you know, uh, the rates of alcoholism, drug use, you know, in our uh, professional diversion, you know, it's like... You see it, you know, you yeah. see the pain and the agony that people are going through. And so for me, you know, it's not even just losing the care for others, but losing the care for ourselves. And, and yes. you know, again, beating ourselves up because we couldn't be more effective during a pandemic, which overwhelmed everyone, you know. And, and when you look at our colleagues, it affected them at work and at home. And so, man, you know, it's, again, the rates of divorce, you know, domestic abuse. I mean, it's just like, you know, yeah. it, you know, things will never be the same after the last couple of years. And so, again, in keeping it simple, let's rebuild caring for ourselves. Because once we can put our own oxygen masks on again, and I know it's an overused uh, analogy, but it's so true, you know, we can start to help others again and slowly but surely regain that and, and in a much stronger way, knowing what, what could possibly happen. Again, your last day. So. Wow, that is amazing. Well, I just thank you so much. Um, I'm going to, um, is there any, what if someone wanted to reach out to you, Rain? Is that possible? Um, ask Coach Charlene. <laughs> yes, I am his publicist, so uh, you can get in touch with me. No, he'll, the comments will be in the description if you wanted to reach out to Rain. And Rain, it has been truly an honor and a blessing and a pleasure to hear from you and your journey and all of the things that you're doing. You have impacted my life. I really appreciate you and so many other people. And so I just thank you for being on the podcast. And um, if you want to hear the podcast, I have it in all different versions. So you guys just go to when, when the moment chooses you and like and subscribe and you'll be able to get all of this wonderful content that we share today. And thank you so much for joining us. Aloha, my friend. Thank you for joining the podcast. When the Moment Chooses You is a bi-weekly podcast where I not only discuss my own passion and quest for responding to those destiny moments, but I will also be sharing inspiring stories, tips, and tools as we navigate this journey of life together. As you can see, I will also be interviewing amazing guests and risk takers with stories that seize the moment and transform their lives and those around them. My hope is to share my passion and to build a community around creating destiny moments because every heartbeat matters. Find me on social media and I'd love for you to subscribe to my YouTube channel, like and share as much as you want to. Thank you so much. And what will you do when the moment chooses you?